Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a specific moment in their life. Uh, We talk as much about what made playing that game fun, special, and what our guest may have loved about it as we will get into the context of how and when they had this special time with it uh, during their life. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that we're on social media and you should follow us uh, and like our stuff there. We're on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod and we're on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game and we're also on TikTok at Call Me By Your Game. But I've only posted one TikTok there, so uh, I'm already like three weeks behind, so I'm going to try to get back at it. But there you can see um, on specifically Instagram and Twitter, the episodes we have coming out every Wednesday, you can see the cool show art I make and you can learn about our guest, what they're up to and how you can support them. Uh, and on TikTok, uh, I'm going to do some game recommendations at the end of this episode. And it's me just recapping those game recommendations. Cause there's always one that's really silly and goofy. Uh, so you can give us a follow there, um, to see what we're up to just on the socials. You can also support the show a few other different ways. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or really wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, But Apple is the only place where I can actually see those reviews published. So if you leave us a review on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever other perverted pod catcher you use, uh, send it to me. DM me or the show, and I'd love to read it because that means a lot to us. It helps more people find the show. uh, And yeah, that would be great if you could do that. just let it, let us know. Like, what do you what do you like about the show? What what was so charming about the guest we had on today? And what's his phone number so you can you know date him? Um, I'll give you all that information. You can also support us by sharing the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the game that our guest has brought on to discuss for the main event today. You can join our Discord where we have a wonderful chats about video games from our entire network at Super NPC Radio, not just from Call Me by Your Game. And lastly. You can support us on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And if you're looking for a tangible way that you can not only support me and the creators of the shows on our network, but also get a truly treasure trove of content back as a bonus for that, um, consider supporting us there monthly. Um, specifically what this show, my big contribution, one of my big contributions to the Patreon is every month I'll do a group panel deep dive episode, a thorough discussion on a meaningful game uh, to the group of us. And uh, most recently, we did an episode on Mother 3, the sequel to Earthbound that came out for the Game Boy Advance only in Japan. And coming up for the month of February, we'll have an episode on Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the newest Kirby game. Uh, There's a ton of other bonus stuff there. It's truly uh, the best deal in podcasts. Patreon.com slash super NPC radio. That'll do it for the housekeeping, and we'll finally introduce our guest for today's episode. So please welcome to the microphone, Justin Kim. Hello, how's it going? It's going so gosh darn well. Uh, Justin, can I share with you something I learned about Zoom today? <laughs> yeah. So I was going through, I, I, I'm using a new computer right now. I recently, uh, listeners of the show, I don't think they'll know from the show, but they'll know from our weekly Patreon show, Super NPCs. That I recently built a PC. I didn't tell you this, uh, did I? No, like a gaming computer. A gaming editing, uh, oh, streaming. Like I, I built a nice PC recently because my machine that I was using previously didn't have the ability to upgrade any further to any newer operating system or 
uh, or editing software. So I couldn't do my one of my side gigs, basically. Yeah. So I use that as an excuse to build a PC. Long story short, I'm still figuring out how a lot of stuff works on this. And I was in the Zoom settings today on this computer. And there in the general settings, you have an option to make Zoom recognize uh, when you hold up, like raise a hand like you did at the beginning when you said hello. The listener couldn't see it, but you it was a very sweet, cute wave or a thumbs up. And what it'll do is it'll recognize that and throw uh, a little like uh, emoji at the bottom of your screen as as if like you're raising your hand in a group conf like a meeting or whatever. Uh, you, isn't that fancy? Did you enable it? I didn't it enable it. <laughs> it's it's not enabled, but I think um, you would have to probably. Uh, in fact, I'll do a quick test right here. Let's see if it. I don't think it's it's going to work for this meeting. It probably have to be a brand new meeting. But let's see. Uh, let's scroll down. Start it over. I don't mind. What'd you say? Oh yeah, start it over. Oh, it asked. It asked. Oh, you want to start over? That's 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 cool. Uh, it's asking <laughs> me to download a an emoji package. Never mind. So it's a lot more complicated than I thought, but and probably unnecessary for me to share with you today. But your you, the way you raised your hand was so perfect that mm -hmm. I I had to. You um, would have caught it for sure. For sure. Uh, Justin, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Um, uh, you and I know each other like the majority of my guests and I do through the Los Angeles improv comedy community, uh, specifically the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, where you are a writer on uh, on the mod team, Honey, and I am a performer on the Herald Team Jet Set. I'm really just like, just like setting the lines for people so they know how we're divided. But yeah. you and I met years ago. I don't know if you'll remember. Maybe you will. But I remember yeah. specifically we met in an Alex Fernie uh, advanced class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just listened to Fernie's episode in preparation for oh, this. Oh, dude. Like, that's perfect because exactly that's where we met. And then I think we did a, a Jabor We Improv thing. Yes, right we did. You got on the Herald team and it was really fun to see like. Because you're one of those people who've just been kind of everyone knew it was you're going to make a Herald team <laughs> when. And so it's cool to kind of um, be there for that. Oh, that is that's so kind for you. I'm definitely going to clip this out and listen to it every time <laughs> I'm uh, not feeling self-confident. But that's yeah. very sweet. But yeah, that's I th so I think that's like sort of where we very like in on very much an acquaintance level got to know each other. Yes. Um, but I remember you being in that Fernie class uh, so vividly. Um, I think Liz Adams was in that class with us. Um, was Anna Salinas in that class with us? I think so. It was like a very good crew of people. Is yes. Um, Maybe Andrew Young. Um, I'm, there's a lot. There were a lot of people in that group. But uh, anyway, I remember meeting you there. I believe that was like 2017 or so. We took that Jabor workshop together. It was so much fun. I remember going to his apartment and uh, and doing that for like a month straight. Um, and but I mean, you know, so that's how I know you. But also, you know, you've you've stayed around. We both stuck around in the community. You're now a writer on mod. Uh, but we also got to uh, one way that I mean, we're friendly. We've always been friendly, but we got to spend a yeah. whole day to eat with each other. Recently. I think that's when we became like actual friends. That yes. Day. Um. So I go to do. <laughs> The day after my birthday this year, I go to do, I sign up to do an ep, uh, uh, one day of background work on Abbott Elementary, you know, the, the amazing show on ABC. Show. Yes. Such a uh, good show. Amazing show. Yeah. Same. I do two. I, I 
do two days and I'm the first day was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it wasn't horrible. It was like, I, I don't know. I, I've never done background work, but you yeah. pretty much you don't do anything besides sit in a room and then they call you and then you just stand and pretend to talk to somebody. Yes. Um, so day one was it was fine. I, I if I could turn back time, which we'll get into like kind of why I would say that. I probably want to do that. Yes. Second day, um, you show up and it just like a complete, it was, it made the day. It was so much fun. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, you, it was, it was really so nice to have uh, like a friend there. Um, I mean, specifically, I remember getting, cause we had to be wherever we were like an hour North of here at like, we had to be there at 6am to get on a bus to go to this hotel nearby where we were shooting an episode that, that I'll tell you, Justin, I'm strategically releasing this the same day because it comes out. The show comes out on Wednesdays. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So this will release the same day as our episode. So we can talk. So this is OK to talk about. But Justin and I. Uh, so anyway, we go here. But I get on the bus. I'm like one of the last people on the bus. I'm miserable. I sit down in one of the few empty seats and suddenly I hear Connor and I look and over Justin's masks mask. I see his eyes and and th- we're off to the races. Um, it was a very fun day. Um, we yeah. also made the whole crew laugh, which yes, not even the actors did. Um, do you want to tell that story? Because I love it. It was so funny. It was it was so funny. <laughs> Would you mind telling the story? Because I think you remember the details better than I do. Well, it was so we go into double overtime for the second day, which was really miserable. But again, you were there, so we were like miserable together so it kind of yeah it's pretty fun <laughs> um but so the director takes the camera to do b-roll and this is like he's he's behind the scenes the whole time this first time he picks up the camera and he wants us to do like an establishing shot and it's just me and connor and it's the camera's like two feet from us and he tells us to t- he tells one of us to take a step in and i take a step in and then he goes no you and he's then he's referring to you and then you take a step into me uh-huh. and we're like our noses are like <laughs> and everyone dies because he's just like no i meant you to back up yes uh, it, was uh, so it really was uh i think i don't i think what makes made it so funny to them was they didn't know that we are friends and yes. have and know each other because yes. if two strangers would have done that so awkwardly and not reacted because we didn't we were just kind of like fine uh oh, but it, yeah we i think we did know it was going to be funny like I, it was oh my gosh i i yeah. told my mom that how i like i was like yeah we're extras and we made the entire <laughs> entire crew like explode with laughter because uh, everyone wanted to go home too everyone was like not not into doing yes. what they were really speeding through that last part because it was like all right this is all we got to get before we're wrapped for the day and yeah so i mean i'm assuming they don't use other stuff for the opening that could be i'm thinking that might be like the establishing shot for the conference that we're at as teachers so we'll see i guess see uh i'm telling um, my parents and family are already (laughs) waiting for it to air yes a half a second. So. The, the life of a, of background actors, uh, baby, just big big air dates on the horizon. <laughs> um, that was so much fun, and and I I really as long as the day was, 
of course it was it was just clutch getting to hang out with you and catch up for a while uh the crew i do have to say was like some of the nicest crew i've ever worked with and i because i have worked on bigger yeah. sets like that before um and they were just wonderful uh the actors too like if anyone watches that show i we talked about this with friends recently but every like actual main cast member was so nice to people around them because there was like hundreds of us extras there it was huge and nice they were there were some weirdos talking to them like which they shouldn't have been they should have been leaving them alone but they kept engaging it was just yeah it was great um but anyway that was our big sort of uh reuniting uh uh in no back in november it was great but um justin outside of what we've maybe shared already um who are you what do you want to share the listener uh with the listener about yourself yeah uh i'm just ucb performer um come i guess i'm plugging mod night honey uh show i don't know when every wednesday i don't know when we perform but yeah well i'll look it up you might are you like every second or third wednesday because you're up tomorrow right what's that you're up tomorrow right i do have a show tomorrow but that doesn't help this <laughs> no it doesn't so listener at the beginning of march go on wednesday night at the ucb theater in la <laughs> i should have looked march uh uh it doesn't matter march 8th i'll say march 8th actually that is perfect because this month has 28 days in it so that's it's it will be exactly a month after cool incredible um yeah that's about it i don't really have much else cool. uh, a michigander Oh, Michigander, um, uh, dog dad, dog dad. Uh, I saw your beautiful pup uh, in the background a couple times. Yeah, they're they're being good. I should have mentioned that they might bark. Um, oh, that's I uh, hate the more the merrier. We love the voices on the. We're a voice to the voiceless here. On Call <laughs> me by your game. Um, well, Justin, thank you for sharing about yourself. Uh, before we get into your general history with video games, will you please call me by your game? Of course. Um, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. I can't wait. Um, this whole, uh, you know, asking people to call me by their game thing, it's its shockingly new. I think truly within the last like six episodes, I started doing that. Um, and I realized if it were like the movie, I would have someone say the, the name of the game three times uh, sort of uh, sort of sexually. So I'm not going to have people do that. Um, I'll do it. I don't care. Dude, he's uh, Justin's up for anything, dude. Yeah, I'll do anything. Um, I'm pumped to hear from you about this game. Uh, I will let you know it's a game I've never played before, which is shocking because it's kind of a big one. Although I looked it up on Steam on my new computer, it's only ten bucks. I saw that too. I saw so, that. Uh, Connie might be making a purchase pretty soon. All right. Um, but anyway, let's get into your general history with gaming, Justin. Do you remember? the first time you took an interest in games as a kid or growing up, or were they just around when you gained consciousness? They were, they've always been around. I have an older brother and it seems like he's always, we've always had like every system possible. It's, yeah. It was amazing. And then like my brother always had a job and he would be buying the game. So I, I would benefit from uh, his hard work. um but yeah i i remember you know i think nintendo the original nintendo was the first one Mm. i remember my parents the only game they ever played was like dr mario and we watched it as a family and then 
like getting a video game for any birthday or Christmas. I mean, that was the highlight. Like, am I getting the game I want? Yes. And then I am from Michigan and then you can deposit cans for 10 cents. And that's, that was like my video game money. And my dad is addicted to diet Coke. So (laughs) he would just drink all this diet Coke. And then we would just have these huge bags and take them to Meyer and deposit them. And just like, it would always be like, enough to buy a video game so uh it was like i just remember the smell of those like stale soda cans and it was disgusting but it also meant like i was picking up something new and going home and playing yeah Um, maybe yeah and there were so many so many favorites i mean like the classics i remember getting a playstation i remember getting 64 and then like the first 64 game was uh, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars. Wait, the Shadow No, not Empire, Empire Strikes Back, Shadow of the Empire. Yes. And then that was like just so nuts. And then Ma- Mario, I mean, there's the list is endless. Yes. And I could I don't know why I picked this one. I think I know why, but yeah. we can get into that later, but yeah, I and then like I was listening to Fernie like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. That one, like my brother was into Final. Okay, I'll tell you when I really started gaming. Okay, please, please. Okay, I always would watch my older brother. I already established that, and then like he, like Resident Evil Two was like so scary, and like the whole family would watch him play. Oh. And then I would watch him. He would really, he was really into Final Fantasy Seven. That was like a very fun one to watch. And then like he stopped playing because he couldn't beat a bad guy. And then I just started picking it up, and then. I beat the bad guy that he couldn't <laughs> beat. And then then he stopped playing video games permanently <laughs> after that. Wow. He gave me 20 bucks for beating that guy because he was like so happy. Whoa. But then like for some reason he was just like done and like the mantle was mine to continue like this like sad addiction of just like. That was a true like Obi-Wan getting struck down by Vader moment right there. Uh, yeah. And it was it was so yeah and then i beat final fantasy 7 and just like never stopped playing video games dude that's uh so great what a passing of the torch that you two yeah, had it truly was it was so like i don't know why he stopped like he was happy for me but also mad you know <laughs> hey you know it's a complicated feeling i'm sure i mean i don't know what this is like but watching your younger sibling accomplish something that you couldn't uh for something that you truly love uh that is so funny um but uh so yeah you kept it sounds like you played like and it seems like the genre of games you've played is pretty diverse as well so a lot of yeah times... i think uh when we got our playstation 2 we got sx oh yeah baby and then madden 2000 mm-hmm. and then th- there was only like whenever there's a new console release i mean as as you know like they only have a few games it seems like and we, I would just play those two constantly, dude. Um, yeah, Madden, like sports games, it it kind of goes all over. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I also, you know, like I'm a, I grew up and remain a pretty big sports fan. Played a lot of sports throughout my life. So sports games are also certain types of sports games are also really special and fun for me too. It like scratches an itch that like that like a 3d platformer or a jrpg or a first person adventure just won't so 
I can dabble in those too. Um, well, so after maybe this like PS2 era, I guess, I mean, there's so much I can ask you about. It's uh, endless. I don't know where to go. Yeah. And like, I'll... I think I moved to Michigan in fifth grade and everyone played football. So that's another reason why I just like, like bunkered down and played Madden just yeah. so I like, I didn't know, I like, I knew what football was, but like Madden taught me how to like the game of football. Yeah. And then I just played that for like 10 years afterwards. Wow. It did yeah. it. It did it. We actually, um, a couple episodes before yours releases, uh, the episode that, you know, for the peek behind the curtain for the listener that comes out tomorrow, uh, is on Madden NFL 25, which actually has a Detroit Lions great Barry Sanders on the cover. So cool. Um, so there's a little Madden connection right there. Uh, what? So did you play? Now I'm just gonna ask you about sports. Did you play football uh, for a while after that, or was it just like a, like right when you moved? Madden or actual or, football? Did you play actual football, or was it just Madden? No, I I played in like seventh and eighth grade. At first, I was the water boy. No, I was so bad they made me the water boy. Oh no, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. Um. Yeah, well, that's because, like, in Michigan, that's what kids do. Like, as soon as they can start walking, yeah, their dads force them to play, or not force them, they start playing football. Um, so I was really behind, and also everyone in Michigan is over six foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was one game I did well, and then I don't know what happened after that. I just, like, got lucky and tackled a bunch of people one game. But then... My man. And so it was, like, tackle football at that Oh, age? yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh uh yeah like i mean there there is like pop warner and stuff out here where some kids are playing tackle from like i don't know like it's like age 10 or maybe younger but i played flag football for my school in junior high and it's really good it wasn't tackle yet because that would have been awful <laughs> yeah i think that's like also the direction of like football is not as popular for kids anymore yeah definitely Hopefully. <sighs> uh, um so I've got some fun questions for you about video games. Uh, the first of which is if you had to look back uh, out of the, you know, the consoles you've had in your life, is there one that is most special and personal to you? Man, I'd probably say 64. Ooh, now we're talking. I don't know. That's a really, that's a challenging question. So let's say hypothetically that it is the n64 what are some highlights for you on the system outside you already said shadow of the empire oh man i think like oh man it's so hard mario kart was amazing like mm. i think that's also when like multiplayer like playing with someone really became i guess that's not true because he did that in super nintendo well, but there is some truth to that though, because it was the first console with four controller ports. Is that maybe that's what it is? Mm -hmm. And the Rumble Pack was like, "Whoa, this thing is, <laughs> this thing's moving." Yes. <laughs> uh, um. Yes. Oh man, what was there? Yes, the new Star Fox on sixty four. Like, oh yeah, the hype for that. The Rumble Pack. I guess that Zelda too. That's. Oh man, that one was like unreal yeah so good i remember going to the mall and picking that up like you'd have to pre-order it and then you get it and you we had a shirt like it came with a shirt too oh wow yeah dang i'd say 64 why not 
That's cool. I mean, it's like even for me, it's a hard choice. It is personally my favorite console of all time too. Although I like now having a really good understanding of the history of video games and strengths and weaknesses of of a lot of consoles, it's not one of the best. But for me and the games I played on it, it was special and it was like a very formative time as a as a gamer for me at least. Yeah, for sure. And then like GoldenEye, like endless hours playing GoldenEye and. That one was amazing. They're all gonna come to me as soon as I'm done talking to you. It's all good. Uh, we'll we'll re-edit the show with just uh, clips of you being like, "Perfect Dark," NFL Blitz. Oh, Blitz! Hell yeah! yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, I didn't love Perfect Dark. That one was like, I think there was a lot of hype behind it, mm-hmm. but it just didn't live up to like it was supposed. To, was it the same people who made GoldenEye or something? Yeah, it was Rare made made it like two years. No, maybe like, yeah, two years later. I think Goldeneye was ninety eight. Um, and Perfect Dark was two thousand. So, but those are. It's funny. Neither of those games I played much as a kid. I was mostly. Uh, I mean, I played multiplayer games like Smash, and and Smash whatnot. Definitely. Um, but I was mostly a single player, N sixty four kid. But uh, so I never really spent much time with Goldeneye or Perfect Dark. Um, my first shooter that I really played a lot of. Well, actually. It's technically a game called Star Wars Dark Forces for the for the PC, which is a mm-hmm. which is like really it's like very much a Doom like game. Yeah. I don't even think you aim up and down. It's just like side to side and first person view. But Halo is what I was gonna say. It was like that was really my introduction to shooters and was kinda nice to learn on the more modern to twin stick sort of control scheme. Yeah, the 64 controller, it just doesn't make any sense. It's one of the weirdest things in the world, and yet I still love that bizarre trident. It's so yeah. weird. Very, doesn't, I, doesn't make sense. No, it, it really, there's some things that they did that were really innovative and cool, and then some things that it's like, that are very perplexing. I put a, too much thought into it. Um uh, did you know uh, that they actually just re-released uh, GoldenEye on the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox, like the original release? I, I did, and I think I watched a little YouTube about it, and I was just like, I, I can't do this. I can't, like, I already put in a year of my life into that game, probably. Yeah. Um, it would probably be weird to go back to now, especially if you've, you know, you gamed after that time in your life, because the control scheme, I mean, there's there's different control methods and options, but there is not really a way that makes it feel natural. It is bizarre to go back to that scheme. Now we pl- I played it with some friends the day it came out because we we had some we had like a little gamer hang, and it was like we were having fun, but it was mostly fun at like how awful we all were at it. Really, yeah. I honestly don't like revisiting games. Like mm. I always like even. I didn't get a chance to play what the game we're going to talk about today. I just watched some YouTube and I was yeah. just like, I was just critiquing it. I, I just like to play <laughs> the most current things and revisiting things I've already played. I'm just, I get tired too quickly. Cause I've, I kind of know um, what happened or what, you know, I think that's kind of the fun of not knowing what, what's going to happen around the corner, you know? Yeah. I feel you. Um, uh, one last question for you about uh, about gaming is that has I know you said earlier because you were talking about your relationship with gaming. You don't play games really anymore, correct? I try not to. Like I, I make a real effort um, not to. 
what do, you, do you have a console currently? Yeah, I have a five right now. So within the last five years, I only buy one game at a time and I return it and get something else. Oh, nice. Like I, I, I like, like it's kind of a minor addiction where if I have too many, it just becomes a problem. Yeah. But now the five is all digital. So it's like, I kind of got oh. a couple of games on there. Uh, but I've, I, I'm, my, my addiction's under control and I'll only play like 2K right now, NBA 2K. Oh, nice. Um, and then I have Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. And even though I just said I don't like replaying games, that one's something special and it's looking pretty good there yeah and i'm watching the show which is so fun and i just kind of want to be in that world longer i just um replayed at the very beginning of january replayed the first game in anticipation of this coming out i i played the ps4 remaster which was uh which is not because they did a ps5 like full remaster kind of want to do that too yeah, it yeah. looks i would say if if you've never played the last of us i mean which you have that's or you're really feeling like you want to do it go for it um but i was like i already have this game for free i don't i'm not gonna upgrade yeah. but uh it's, it's that game holds up it's good the pacing's great i mean look i've got some issues with some parts of the game but overall really well done yeah i, I say those those two are like the best video games in the last 10 years in my in my eyes there um, they are that second one too like was really special and so well done um gosh they're good uh and i guess you sort of well like i have one last question for you because you, you yeah. caught us up to your present day gaming has there been a game and maybe it's 2k for you that you've played in the last couple of years that surprised you or that was like notable for you I mean, pandemic. I kind of hit so many video games. Um, I've always been the one that came to mind, and I'm sure there's others. But I love, I love, I've always loved The Sims growing up. Oh, cool. Like on Super Nintendo, it was Sim City, and then The Sims, and then you know on PC the original, the you know whatever the original Sims, and then I think it was Sims Two on the PlayStation Four or Five, whatever I had yeah. at the time. Um. Yeah, just like building houses it, it, and like people being happy, probably yeah. also during the pandemic, like <laughs> yes, <laughs> like having jobs, uh, kind of being outside. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just like built like like I've always liked Legos and like being able to build a a house and like fence and pools and um, that's just kind of something that of recent i I don't do it anymore (laughs) but uh, yeah that that was a that was a surprise comeback to me and i don't think it would have happened if the pandemic didn't occur it gave a lot of people a chance to rediscover gaming or just get into gaming at the first time for the first time or people like me was like well i'm at home i may as well play more games uh anyway Oh, and Warzone, man! I had a, I that was, that one. Things got bad. That was like, <laughs> my ex girlfriend was like, "You need to stop doing this." <laughs> That's so funny, um, Justin. Before we move on and take a quick break, is there anything about your history with games in general that you would be remiss if you didn't share? Oh man, I feel like I'm missing so many good ones. There's endless great games and great consoles out there. Um, 
I'm just, I'm always excited for the next thing too. It's like so fun. Um, I kind of miss that hype of a a new game coming out. Like sometimes I'm, I'm like God of war. I I think people were really into, but uh, I just, I just can't, I can't get on the bandwagon lately, but hopefully there'll be something coming, coming down the pipe. Yeah. It's right for you. Uh, Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, Grand Theft Auto, hopefully. Yeah, at some point in the next few years, that six should come out. So I've been hearing some rumbles. I've been hearing some. Yeah. Um. Well, Justin, this is you know only the beginning of the show, but thank you so much for sharing about your history with gaming. I know it seems like there's a mountain of stuff we could probably have just done an episode on. You know your games you've played throughout your life, but um, we're here to do something else. So we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about. All things Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. So I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here with Justin Kim to discuss Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Justin, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. You are so welcome, young man. You've been such a good boy. Uh, what I'm going to do, as I told you before the show, is that I'm going to do a little table setting and tell the listener about what Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time is. Um, and if you at any point want to interject or add stuff on, um, please do. Otherwise, I'm probably just going to monologue for a little bit. Um, so I'll kick us off with this. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time is a 2003 action-adventure video game developed by Ubisoft Montreal and published by Ubisoft. Revealed in March 2003, it was released on the Game Boy Advance, which is a very different version, PS2, GameCube, Xbox, and Microsoft Windows in November 2003. The Sands of Time is a reboot of the Prince of Persia series created by Jordan Mechner. Mechner served as a creative consultant, designer, and scenario writer on this game. This one follows an unnamed prince whose father sacks an ancient city at the instigation of a traitorous vizier, 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 whatever it is. Uh, During the attack, the prince obtains an artifact called the Dagger of Time, while his father's army captures an hourglass containing the mysterious Sands of Time. Visiting the palace of the Sultan of Azad to present the Sands as a gift, the vizier tricks the prince into releasing the Sands, transforming the people into Azad, into savage monsters under his control. And together with Farah, a young princess who knows the power of the sands, the prince works to correct his mistake and foil the evil dude's plans. And the gameplay revolves around the prince's performing abilities broken up uh, by fights with creatures created by the sands. Um, and uh, key me- so it's heavy on platforming. You've got your dagger, which uh, is the key mechanic in the game that lets you rewind time if the prince makes a mistake uh, while platforming, and uh, it's also a weapon. Um, concept work began in spring of 2001 after the Ubisoft acquired Prince of Persia, uh, and after Mechner was brought on board, production began in June of that year, so it was about two years of development uh, cycle there. Um, and it, upon release, it received critical acclaim, being nominated and winning numerous awards, and being recognized as one of the greatest video games of all time. It was also a uh, commercial success um a remake of the game 
uh, was announced at Ubisoft Forward in 2020 and was scheduled to release for Windows, PS4, and Xbox One in 2023. But the remake is still in development. Uh, lastly, I just wanted to share that uh, since then, the game has come out on mobile. So there's a mobile version of the game. Uh, the composer is Stuart Chatwood, uh, and the director is Patrice Desolais. Um Kind of just threw a lot of information at us, uh, Justin. But as far as the game itself goes, is there any important things we should include, whether it be, oh, this is an important gameplay feature, or, well, actually, you didn't talk about this in the story? No, I mean, you hit it. It's just like a lot of running and jumping. Yeah. <laughs> running on walls. Yeah. And uh, I love a game with a double jump. Yes. And this one's got a great uh, one. Double jump. If I could give myself a move from video games just in real life, a double jump, it I mean, it'd probably be impractical. I'd probably hurt myself, but yeah. it'd be sick. It'd be sick. Um, the, the one element, uh, should I just get into it like right away? I don't even... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I remember, well, first I, I didn't get to replay it. I just watched it on YouTube. Yes, that's right. Like I was critiquing it so much i remember like when i was playing it was so much more fun than like what i, what yes. I was. <laughs> um but i remember when i was playing it like like throughout the game his clothes would become damaged and like there would be like little cutscenes where he'd like rip off his shirt that was like already torn a little uh -huh. bit and then by the end of the game he was shirtless hell yeah and I was just, I really love that for some reason because uh -huh. it's like an element that felt so real because he is doing like all this, this, this shit. <laughs> yeah, um, seeing the effects on the character, whether he be getting hit or falling or whatever. And I love that in games where like if there's gunfire and it hits a wall, the wall becomes like, like these like very small details, but make the, the world f seem very real. Yeah. Uh, but like that's the only element of the world that felt real after watching it recently. Oh, yeah, after revisiting that on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, that is a that is such a great um I think thing that of course as technology has advanced that games have been able to do more and more, which is make the world feel tangible and affected by what's going on in a game. So yeah, that's a I love that uh, point. Um, what I want to hear from you is, do you remember? getting this game for the first time or was it one that just showed up in your memory i so we had electronic gamely monthly it was a magazine and every month it would review games and i think this was a nine five or a ten which means like uh we we'd use that soda money and we we'd be getting <laughs> um but i'm pretty sure my brother was away at college because i remember playing this one like solely by myself wow and i think that's part of the reason like this game meant so much to me mm -hmm. because like i played other games about but he was there and like would watch me after that torch has had been passed yes um, but this one was like all me like playing alone um i don't specifically remember when that happened but i know like this is something that was by myself and I beat it like, and I don't even think I, you know, the little books you can get the, the uh, guidebooks or walkthroughs. Yeah. I don't think I got like, we would definitely be purchasing those for certain games. Oh, I love those. Oh my gosh. Of course. Uh, Cause like who, who likes being stuck 
on a level and you're like, you don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I got one for this and I just was able to beat it on my own, which Dang. like there was a level of pride and that rewind feature. It, it's like, I never saw anything like that to this yeah. point. And I think I've only ever seen it in a Madden, like in a certain Madden, you can like make a play. If you screw up, you can rewind it. Oh, wow. Um, they did that for one year, but it's such a cool idea. And I like something that's a, something I would want in life just to rewind like five oh, seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's funny. I was looking up uh, for reasons I will reveal to you later in the show. I was looking up games that had a similar feature, like a rewind feature. And I didn't find many results. What, a, what I was finding a lot, uh, or at least a feature that was similar to this of like a, you know, last few moments rewind. Yeah. There are a lot of games that have like time loop elements. There's the le- my personal favorite game of all time, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, where you were literally rewinding to the beginning of a three day sequence quite often. But yeah. yeah, not a lot of stuff that's like in the moment gameplay that you're redoing an, a moment that you uh, failed at. I mean, I guess I'm playing a game called Fire Emblem right now. It's a tactical RPG series. You might know it where you could, if you have a certain setting on, you could do a move and be like, no. And you just rewind and be like, I don't want to do that move. So I guess so. But as far as like this kind of platformer, yeah, very unique. And like, what is the game is kind of known for is this, is this feature. Yeah. And so it's just like a rewind button. It's so cool that you could just do it. And it's such like, you only have a certain amount um that it was just so fun i just i just remember like it just was i think it, it just made the game easier too yeah, you know totally just made it easier and didn't have to like i don't know start over as much yeah um i was you know as i shared with you this is not a game i have personal experience with yet even though i've been eyeing it on steam and oh boy at some point this year i'm gonna have to i put it on my wish list so i'm gonna have to get it um and uh but that being said i was curious for you like what are your favorite types of sections that you can remember from the game is it the platforming stuff is it the the combat i'm or is there something that maybe like a total type of gameplay I'm not aware of that this game has. I think it was just the, like the running and jumping and the, the climbing. I, yeah. I just, I just love the back and forth. And then the fighting was, I remember the fighting was cool at the time, but like rewatching it, it's like the same, same sequence every, every time. And I was just like, Oh, I stopped playing games like this later in life because yeah. it just was so repetitive is it a bit hack and slash e of like yeah. you got an enemy in from you in front of you and you're just kind of like you're pressing the same button or maybe a sequence of buttons to yeah and then there's always like a jump and dodge over his head okay. um yeah i, I mean I, I couldn't believe how much i was like oh I, I i i would never be able to play this now like this is not my cup of tea anymore yes um and then just like the dungeons it's it, they're just so they were they were so fun at the time but i'm just like this why why would this place have this you know yeah oh like in the setting itself yeah just as far as like a realistic maybe i like more realistic games right now i don't know like last of us even though it is this apocalypse right the world feels very real Mm -hmm. you know that's a absolutely a strength of 
of that game. Like having just replayed it, as I've already been talking about, like you're going through sections of cities and like, I remember near the end of part one, you're going through a college trying to reach the scientist area. Like, I think it's like a fake Colorado university and part of the area you go through, you're, you kind of, you're, you're funneled into this dorm, like a college dorm basically. And so yeah. that environment's going to be a lot different than you going through a lab or whatever. Um, and, and, and that makes sense in the world. And maybe in this game, it's, it's like, well, it's a video game. So we better have a dungeon around the corner or yeah. this, this and that, um, which is yeah, just like an advancement in gaming thing for sure. Uh, I what other are there other elements of this game that you are that stood stood out to you um, when you think of it, whether it be the music, the characters, or anything really? So there's a voiceover. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you? Yeah. It, so once you watch the, if you get to the end, he's telling the story to the princess because he he went back in time, and he's telling her what happened. Uh, at the very end uh -huh. but that's like through most of it of him like explaining what's going on mm. um and at the time like when i played it i'm sure i wasn't paying attention to it because you know you're just like i gotta finish this bad boy yeah. I, gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get to the bosses um but then re-watching it now i'm just like this is weird <laughs> yeah totally this is this is weird. And if you should I just reveal the ending? Oh, by all means. 20 year so old he, game this year. Go for it. So he he goes and he breaks the hourglass, which is this curse. Yes. And so it, it sends him back to before his father attacked this palace. And he sneaks in and talks to the princess who helped him like save the day. And he explains what happens and he wants to give her back the dagger. But she doesn't believe him, takes the dagger. He kisses her before giving the dagger, rewinds it five seconds so she doesn't remember, gives her the dagger, and then just goes on his way. It's pretty <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh, uh, some questionable moves there, unnamed guy. Yeah, but that's why I want the dagger, so I can just kiss people and like get away with it. You oh, know? I knew like I thought I felt something the other <laughs> day uh, when, when we were near each other. Uh <laughs> That's that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah, um any other elements that you wanted to like point out what, what that you maybe noticed when you're watching it or remembered from playing it? What I I had one but it escaped me. Um yeah, that them the curse was cool like them all turning into these like sand zombies. Mm -hmm. The bosses like a reaching a boss is also like such a fun and important part of video games totally i watching it currently i was like these guys don't look as cool these aren't <laughs> good bosses you know um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I think that element is just like fun in general so another part of the reason why and i think like playing this and then knowing games that came down the line like um uncharted is like a better yeah. version of this um you, another you assassin's creed is just yes. like very similar i believe that this the assassin's creed was the direct result of like a failed i didn't include this in the fun facts later maybe it would have been good since we're touching on it but i think they were trying to develop down the road a new prince of persia game and eventually mm -hmm. 
it turned into Assassin's Creed, which you could totally see the like lineage there. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see that because the running and the jump, like just like running the sprint button and then the far jump is like a, such a fun element that I like. Just like seeing someone like scurry through the air is so cool to me. Yeah. It's like very Spider Man y, you know, like yeah. I just love, I love that. I love, yeah. I love the traversal does seem pretty cool and like is something I'm eager to like to get my hands on once I once I actually get to do it um so we've gotten to talk a lot about the game um I want will you do me a favor and sort of uh scene paint for me when you would have been playing this what your setup was like was it in your room was it in the living room I want to lay the land for me please oh man Uh, I I had uh like a an old tv in my room but it was like pretty pretty big like a big old tube tv big old like a big chunker you know like a yeah. had a big old booty uh i would like hang my blanket over my window so it would be like dark as hell hell yeah um i would you know there would be some doritos present ooh what kind of, <laughs> what flavors your go to you know i don't discriminate between nacho cheese and, and cool ranch i, ooh, I do yeah, both, both are great uh, how do you choose? I well, I I think a lot of people would really hard stand Cool Ranch, which I think if I had to pick, maybe. But like, I love the nacho cheese flavor. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just do them both in one bag. You know what? If they won't do it, then we'll do it ourselves. We'll I mean, that's sprinkle what, that's them in a bowl. Um, so I I got some Doritos. Doritos, maybe. I I picked up my dad's. Diet Coke obsession, so maybe it's Diet Coke. Um, I would sit on the floor and like crank, like crisscross, like yeah. as close as possible, like three feet from the screen, you know. So I'm like, I'm practically in the video game. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who needs VR when you could be a kid in the early 2000s sitting in your TV, basically? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then just like playing it until you know the parents would be like you need to go to bed yeah and, and this then was like, did you was this room all to yourself yeah 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 killer upstairs upstairs uh of me course, and my sister on the top West, floor two-story houses are the norm right uh in michigan it was three because we had a basement that's oh, that's how we're it. talking now we're talking for sure um yeah, and then like uh, they would always be like, "Go to bed," but then you would just turn off the screen of the TV and keep the PlayStation going. And as soon as they they you just you crawl out of bed and you you uh you grease up that stick, you know? Yeah, I oh, I know about greasing up that stick. I didn't even ask what console you played on, but you just told me this is a PS2 game for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this era too, I think was the last. I mean, we have a semblance of it now of games being released across all platforms this the switch less so because obviously it does not have the powerful capabilities that the new xbox and playstation do but back then the xbox was the strongest console the gamecube is actually slightly better than the ps2 um but the ps2 because of the disc it was a you know a regular dvd disc it could hold so much more information um so it was pretty comparable but this it was like a level playing field and you could have played this or madden or 
so many games that were cross-platform and it would have been like essentially the same experience also the save points like you have to get to a certain point to save which i mean it's been it seems like forever like what what fun that was but also terrifying like if you had to go somewhere and just oh it was like trauma you know not trauma but (laughs) it was tough i oh my gosh my parents will still make fun of me and joke uh because i would you know be at a point in a game where it's like i can't save like i'm not at a save point and most games because most games you couldn't like not a lot of games were like pokemon or ocarina where you could press start and then save immediately uh like i just went through super mario world on the on the super nintendo all the way through um and i played it on the super nintendo so you can't make a save state and that there's only a couple types of levels that you once you beat like a tower or a ghost house that they allow you to save it was kind of similar like yeah like i there's a few levels that i still haven't gone back to because after i beat them i died <laughs> so i have to go and do that um well that, that's some great scene painting for us though of your room there um is there anything from your life during this time whether broad or specific um that comes to mind like uh what would you have been doing what grade would you have been in at this time this is how i'm just trying to like decipher exactly how old you are that's why i'm doing this and that's not true but 2003 yeah like maybe freshman or like eighth grade maybe yeah um i would i would have been uh, I guess this is November 2003 for us. Uh, yeah, I would have been in uh, junior high. I would have been in a, a seventh grader. turning thir- I would be turning 13. Uh, that yeah. week. I think my brother was in college. Yeah, probably freshman year. Cool. Yeah. Um, what, well, what about your life? Anything broader specific uh, comes to mind when you think of it? I mean, I definitely was like it was halo time like that's what we would do on the weekends is like i think it was around then like yeah buddy up and play halo like we didn't do the multiplayer but i love doing like two person campaign oh fun i would love i love doing the campaign like that would be a, a weekend thing like or contra my friend had an old old like system that would have like 90 video games on it yes and we were obsessed with con- we had like a weird contra era Ooh. and then like then like the group like girls were doing dance dance i think at the same oh, time nice but i hated dance dance i hated that whole <laughs> like guitar hero like but like that rhythm the- games guy no no absolutely oh, wow. no but like that would be an event like a group thing everyone would do together like boys and girls would socialize but me i would just be like can't make it <laughs> oh no way so you didn't go i don't think so like i would never want to be pressured into doing that you know yeah, I, I i hear you uh don't not the threat of you being there and being forced to do it um i was gonna ask you i was like what do you, rem- you remember any of those parties those junior high like boys and girls hanging out really for the first time era i got people were really in the oc oh yeah and there would be like viewing parties and I, I would attend those specifically oh. because like this one girl in her family or her mom would make like Velveeta cheese and it would just like, you know, like you just not chip, tortilla chips. And that was like, oh, uh, wow. I, I also like the OC. I won't lie. I enjoyed it. That show, I my girlfriend was rewatching it like 
this fall and her dad rewatched it too with her and then they were like texting about it and i i had never seen it um I, of course i knew about it but i got to see uh some very famous scenes from that show and finally got the vibe and i see i see the appeal of it for sure it would be an interesting rewatch maybe that'll be uh yeah i don't know maybe that's something i, I need to do it's out there for you um uh i love i love those details though about uh it, any I want to prod just a little further into this, uh, these watch parties. Do you remember like any, um, and if, if no, no is a financer, uh, any specific things that happened at these watch parties or in this group, group of friends at this age? I, I would be like the kid, like trying, like laughing and being an idiot. And I remember like <laughs> getting like, shut up. It's on, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, the, the disruptive comedian uh yeah that checks out yeah definitely just just always just being like why did you guys invite him you know like yeah. oh that's so funny but uh, then some people were probably thankful for that uh, oh yeah i mean my friends were there that's why they were laughing you know yeah. but then then some some of the girls were or i'm sure dudes too just were like we are trying to watch this you know yes. something that i watched the last of us new episode with a group of people last sunday and there was a group of people who wouldn't shut up because that's what they do when they watch movies and shows and then there was a group of people who they don't watch together but we were all together because they had watched the grammys and they were like hey can we just stop this for a second and just watch the show so it still is a part of our lives 20 years later oh yeah i mean if i'm doing that now i'm be like hey is this something we're gonna watch or can i joke around and be an idiot too yeah. like i will if i'm comfortable with the people i'm watching yeah. I will make it very clear, like, are we allowed to joke with this? You know, like look at you growing up. I know, I know. Um, because I, I if I'm like into something too, I, I don't want to hear some bozo like being being an ass. Totally. You know? That's you know, what a what a respectful question for you to ask. And uh yeah. I might take a page out of your book and ask that at the next viewing party. It's, it does it doesn't hurt, you know? And if someone's like, you need to be quiet. <laughs> yeah right um well as we sort of finish up our time here talking about uh prince of persia the sands of time i have a couple questions for you the first is um is there anything about this game your experience or this time in your life that you didn't get to share yet i i think we cover i'm sure i'm gonna forget something um yeah it was it's just a just a i think it was a great game at the time like there yeah. was a lot of hype on it and they made a, a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. like They did, where they do name the character, but I don't have it in front of me, but they do name the character for the movie, I will say. And I think I saw it in theaters. I I, I, I think the, the casting was problematic, of course. Yep. <laughs> but, um, and I think Jerry Bruckheimer produced it. Who, I think like he did, yeah. Uh, produced, like, a lot of movies I liked at the time. Like Pirates? Like The Rock. And oh, yeah uh did, did he con air like all these like mm -hmm. 90s action movies um I, I like pirates of the caribbean too but yeah I, I remember like oh man i can't believe they're making this into a movie i'm so excited but it never works out it never pans out until recently like this is the only last of us is the only it's going so strong yeah we're kind of in a in an, a new era for movies and shows based off of games uh like I didn't see Sonic two, um, but Sonic one was pretty fun, and Detective Pikachu was decent. Uh, 
And the Mario movie looks really fun. I've got to admit, as much as I want to hate it, like it looks great. So we'll see. Um, you know, for the Pokemon thing, I always wanted them to do Ash. Ash is like such a yeah. Pokemon's another freaking one. I I played Red so Red and Blue so much that we we got like Green from J Japan and it was in Japanese and I was able to play it because I like like was so obsessed with it so well. Yeah, I knew it so well. Whoa, I have a green cart to uh to to this day. Um, but I I as much as I know those games pretty well, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I think I I I could and I I did like got like played twenty percent, but then I was just like, what am I doing? This is it, it and, and I would go back to reference, like go to red to like, I don't know. It was it was stupid, but I wanted to beat them all, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um you sort of had even answered the next thing I was going to ask, which is wrapping up, you know, your feelings and thoughts on Prince of Persia, the sands of time. Uh, so Justin, thank you so much for bringing this game on to share with me. This was a blast. Thanks for having me, man. It was, it was it's so fun. I mean, honestly, video games, such a big part of my growing up and like, even to this day, like I just, all I want to do is play video games. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, before we go, I've got some fun post-show segments for you uh, right. ba based on you bringing on this game for the main event. And the first one is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, where I'm just going to share some fun facts with you about uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Let's hear it. So these both today come from the YouTube channel, Did You Know Gaming? They have a whole video on the Prince of Persia series. Uh, but the first uh, one I have is titled Need More Beasts. Now, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time ultimately left some features uh, uh, that out of the game that weren't ended, didn't end up being finished. Specifically, there's a level in a private that like takes place in a private zoo that features very few animals. The only two creatures in that area are vultures and beetles that you can you know ba battle. Uh, according to producer Giannis Malat, uh, this section of the game was meant to include animals such as sand tigers. But apparently the implementation of these enemies well, was a little too complicated for the time they had available in development. So they were like – so they, they intended to actually feel like more of a lived-in zoo with more than just beetles and vultures. <laughs> um, but uh, they just didn't have time uh, for that. Uh, it looks like they needed the sands of – the, the the dagger or whatever. To, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, the second fact I have for you is that it's really fun. I have titled Donald Duck Innovator. Uh, now, a lot of the core group of developers for The Sands of Time had experience working on titles for a younger audience before starting on this game. And according to director Patrice Desolet, uh, while working on a game called Donald Duck Going Quackers, the team had the idea that the player shouldn't have to replay an entire level after dying, but just the part they failed at by rewinding the game because they knew their audience for Donald Duck going quackers was going to be children. So they wanted to make it more accessible. So they didn't use it in the game, but this idea stayed present in the sands of time. And of course ended up being integral to the most important mechanic in the game. That's so funny. This game's for children. <laughs> yeah, so we can thank, uh, thank Mr. Uh, Donald Duck uh, for, for this uh, contribution. Um, That's really cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, it's cool how it just became like the most important thing. Yeah, that's and that'll happen in games a lot. I think specifically heard how like the Zelda and Mario series like 
stuff will get left on the cutting room floor and they'll keep an idea and then find the right place for it. Um, But um, that'll do it for the factory by your game segment. And I'll read us, uh, lead us to the final one, the game recommendations. Now, Justin, this is my one force tie in to the movie. Call me by your name where I'm going to treat Prince of Persia, the sands of time as your passionate summer Italian love that you are eventually going to move on from. Um, and like all relationships, sometimes it's easier to move on from someone uh, when you got a new fling in your life. So these three options are going to be potential new flings for you that all have a little familiarity with the sands of time. So, uh, so it's not too scary out there. Anyway, the first game I have for you is if you want another game with the transcendent rewind mechanic, I'll go ahead and uh, recommend the indie game Braid from 2009. Do you know this one? I don't. I, I, one thing I, I've never got into is like indie games. Yeah. And it's definitely, I've, I've seen some YouTube videos, whatever, like best indie games. And they look so cool. Like, it's just like something I've never, it's a wormhole I haven't gone down to. And I just probably never will. But yeah, maybe, maybe this will be my, my first uh, go around. Hey, it could be. This is one of the most popular indie games of all time. Uh, and essentially, it has a similar mechanic where as you're going through and solving puzzles, it's more of a puzzle platformer, 2D, side-scrolling. Um, there's a rewind mechanic that uh, you use in very interesting ways. Um, uh, so that'll be the first one. The second one is if you want another Prince of Persia, but this instead of a, a dagger to rewind time, you want a magic carpet. I'll go ahead and recommend Aladdin for the Sega Genesis. I've played it. I've I own it. I had Ooh. it. Yeah. Brutally hard game. Brutally hard. That was the next uh so hard. Uh I think I think I've only gone like through the second level. Yeah, like I, it's that's as that far as and the the Lion King. Very similar games that I I just... had the Lion King on Ooh. what's the Sega one that was bigger, the CD. No, this was it the next console. It wasn't a Sega, but it was like a. It was Sega's Game Boy. Oh, the Game Gear. Game Gear, yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't know they made one for the Game Gear. That's cool. The Game Gear. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like eight batteries to use it, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that's your second one. Now, the last recommendation for you. Is this if instead of rewinding to time to redo a part of a level, you're actually feeling the opposite? You want to skip a part of a game or skip a lot of the game. I'll recommend not a game, but the warp whistle, which you can find in Super Mario Brothers 3, that allows you to boost yourself basically to the end of the game. Cool. So that's your third recommendation. So I'll go ahead and recap for you. Thank Uh, you. You're welcome. We've got Braid. Aladdin, and just the warp whistle parts of Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, that'll do it for the game recommendations, and that'll bring us uh, to the end of the show. So, Justin, before we go and plug whatever we'd like to, including stuff we've maybe already talked about earlier, uh, thanks again for doing this. I had so much fun. Uh, uh, and, hey, super excited for our episode of our – and that's how we're framing it, our episode. Yeah. Uh, Abbott Elementary to come Our guest Abbott starring Abbott. role, right? Yeah, I think they bumped us up. Uh, I didn't quite get the paycheck yet, but... It's in the mail. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. But yeah, thanks dude, for doing this, dude. This is a blast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, What do you want to plug on your way out? What do you want the listener to know about you? 
Uh, I come to mod next March eighth, I think. Yeah. And then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Justy Please, uh, J U S T Y, and that's all I got. Golden. Uh, well, thanks again. I'll go ahead and close the show out with some plugs of my own. The show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his wonderful work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. And anything that I or Justin have plugged today, you can just click a link in the show notes wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, so you don't have to type this stuff out, but you can if you want. This show is produced and edited by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show, a more of a roundtable style podcast um, that uh, is also on this network. So give that a listen. I'm on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. I've been streaming a lot lately on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. Don't know what I'll be streaming when this game, this episode comes out. Could still be playing Super Mario 64 DS or Half-Life like I've been lately, but you'll have to follow me to find out. Um, check out our Discord if you'd like to be on the wonderful, uh, nice, respectful conversations that we have about games there. There's a link in the show notes. Um, and then lastly... Again, I would totally direct you to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio where we have uh, – it's basically what functions as our indie video game podcast network where you get shows from Call Me By Your Game, uh, Video Games and Comedy Show, Reactivators, and Inside Video Games Classic with July, and the newly added Scary Basement, the Scary Movie Podcast. Um, and if you support us at any tier, you get bonus stuff, but at our $10 DJ Toad tier – you get a ton of stuff, including the co-op episodes that I do every month with a group of people. Um, and also, we're going through our Super Mario 64 Games Club right now, where we comb through that game chapter by chapter, uh, and every Friday a new episode comes out. So, ton of bonus stuff there. You can check us out in the link below. Uh, it's truly wonderful. But that'll do it for this episode. Call me by your game. We will see you on the next one.